Hey guys, welcome back to In the Red Zone Podcast, the best dang podcast that gives you your daily updates on football. I'm your host, Connor Pierce, and we got some NFL Divisional Round action. We had tons of action. Oh my gosh, this was one of the best weekends I've ever seen for playoff football or football just in general. I mean, we had all four games ending on last second plays, three game-winning field goals, one overtime shootout. I mean, we had all the stories all the turnovers, all the touchdowns, all the great plays, and oh my gosh, we had a brilliant weekend and fantastic weekend for the NFL. I mean, sure, they're probably rolling the cash and money right now. So we're going to go over every single game. There's four to go over. So hopefully there is not background noise, but there is, whatever. All right, so first game we got, we had the Cincinnati Bengals upsetting the number one seed Tennessee Titans 19 to 16. I did predict this and for my predictions I was three four I was gonna go Rams and Chiefs. I know I didn't upload an episode so you can call my BS on that but I actually thought the Rams and Chiefs reasons I thought the Rams was just I thought they were a bit better in Tampa's injuries and I thought the Chiefs just an arrowhead playoff Mahomes playoff Mahomes is insane but we'll go more into those reasons why they were right. So Cincinnati beat Tennessee 19 to 16 and before we go, takeaways for each team offensively and defensively. So, let's just, what's the general takeaway that you look at from this game? Is Ryan Tannehill may not be good enough for, to be the starter next year for the Tennessee Titans. I mean, it's difficult to say because he has really, really res- resurged his career ever since that disaster in Miami. But if you take a look at take a look at his 2021 season... It's not really been pretty. It's not everyone was saying this guy was a top ten quarterback, but take a look: three thousand three seven hundred thirty four yards. Not that crazy. Seven point yards attempt. That's not bad. But twenty one touchdowns to fourteen interceptions. That's not that's that's not very good. That's a that's a two that's that's a two to one ratio. I mean, I don't know if that's two. I think that's a three to two ratio. I'm, I'm not sure what the math exactly, but it's not a very high ratio. Oh, 67%, 67.2 completion percentage. Not bad, but I mean, 14 interceptions was way too much. I mean, three interceptions against the Bengals, which were not good. The first one totally just threw it right to Jesse Bates. Terrible play. Second play, who's doing an RPO, waited a bit too long. Mike Hilton, Cincinnati slot corner, jumped up. Made a fantastic play. Go watch it on YouTube. It was fantastic. Jumps up, knocks the ball, catches it, and just starts running for 50 yards and gets tackled. Uh, and his final interception, sure, the receiver hit, it hit the receiver in the hands and it popped up in the air, but he did throw it in triple coverage. And So Ryan Tannehill not having a great game overall. And double-digit interceptions and only 21, only 21 touchdowns. Played 17 games. He wasn't injured. It's just a bad year for ten- Tennessee. I mean, not a bad year for Tennessee, bad year for Ryan Tannehill. So that that was really just poor from the Titans. Derrick Henry came back. He really wasn't able to do what we expect Derrick Henry really to be able to do, which is absolutely truck the living crap out of any of anyone. He did get a touchdown on uh, – they had him in wildcat formation. They sent him up as a quarterback, snapped the ball. He ran in. Nobody's stopping Derrick Henry like that. But 20 for 62 for a touchdown, that's only 3.1. Per yards, we've expected so much from Derrick Henry, and we didn't get much. A.J. Brown having a stellar game, and by stellar, I mean stellar. 
Five catches, 142 yards and a touchdown. Incredible. Julio Jones having six for 62. Hopefully we'll see more Atlanta Julio Jones than we see Tennessee Julio Jones because that has just not been pretty. But Dr. Freeman, four for 66. He was having a good, good game running. But Tennessee overall just was not able to do much on offense. The turnovers were way too much. And it, it's just tragic because their defense had nine sacks on Joe Burrow. Nine. That is That should not happen. Happen. Jeffrey Simmons with three sacks. David Long with a sack. Harold Landry with 1.5 sacks. Bud Dupree with a sack. D'Amico Autry, 1.5 sacks. Naquan Jones, Kyle Pecco having 0.5 sacks each. I mean, they were all over Joe Burrow. They were all over. The Tennessee Titans with nine sacks should, they should have not, they should be winning. They should, they should be packing, the Chiefs should be packing up everything and flying down to Nashville. But, Offensive ineptitude really screwed up. How do you, how does a defense get nine sacks and you and you can't win a game? That's just not good enough. And for the Bengals, they really pass protection has really become an issue in the playoffs, especially with this game. I mean, the Vegas they were fine, but right now nine sacks that is not good. If you want some, if you want your offensive line to be confident, going into Arrowhead next week against the Kansas City defensive line that was making Josh Allen scramble all over the place even though they couldn't stop him. But Jamar Chase is still a stud, 5 for 109. He's incredible. I mean, he's so fat. I mean, fast. When you do he, Cincinnati does a little some of those screen plays with him and he just runs for 50 yards, you can't stop him. T Higgins is an absolute monster. CJ Uzama's really found his career. Tyler Boyd has slowed down a bit, but he's still such a good number 3 option. Joe Mixon is catching the ball well. Joe Mixon not running the ball all that well, but he did get a touchdown, which is super important. 14 for 54, only 3.9 a carry. And Joe Burrow was just, sure, no touchdowns and an interception, but the interception was because he threw it to his receiver, wide open receiver, off the hands, tipped up in the air. Questionable interception. I personally don't really think that was an interception because I think, the, I think the ball hit the ground enough to impact the defender catching it, but it turned out being a pick. It didn't really matter anyways, but Joe Burrow just... He wasn't perfect, but he did what he had to do. I mean, listen, if te if Tennessee won this game and you look at those stats, you think, oh, what a terrible game. But Burrow did what he had to do. And again, when you're getting sacked nine times, it's kind of hard to put up mind, mind boggling numbers. But 348 yards is still really good. 28 for 37. That is a very high completion percentage. I'm getting the math right now. That's yeah, only 75. Well, 75% of the passes completed. That's actually pretty good. I'm thinking like math scores here. But Bengals, defense really had a nice game, especially three interceptions. They got some sacks. And player of the game, it's not Chase, it's not Burrow, but Cincinnati Bengals legend Evan McPherson, the rookie kicker, fifth-round pick out of Florida. Four field goals, 250-yarders. And a game-winning kick to send the Bengals to the AFC Championship. I mean, he even before he was saying, "I'm gonna. I guess we're going to the AFC Championship." And you love to see that from a kicker. You love to see that from a kicker having such confidence in making those kicks. And that's why they drafted him in the fifth round. A lot of people question why are you drafting a kicker in the fifth round. Cincinnati has had kicking issues, especially special teams issues, over the past few years that have really haunted them. And you know, great to see Cincinnati. We've had all those Andy Dalton and A.J. Green years where under Marvin Lewis where they just couldn't do it, where something would always go wrong. And now 
And now since we have a brand new Cincinnati team, we got a new quarterback and receiver duo. You could make that a trio. You could make that a quadruple with your Boyd. I mean, but Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, I mean, I everyone nails nails this to the ground already, but they are so good together. I mean, 2019 national champions together, AFC uh, AFC divisional champions together. They could be AFC champions by next week on Monday when I'm talking about this. Who knows? They could be Super Bowl chance, champions. Who knows what we'll have for Chase and Burrow. I'm rooting for them. Pretty much all of America is probably rooting for them except Kansas City. So it's going to be a fun one with the Chiefs. I see. I can see the offensive line being an issue, but I'll go more into a preview probably around Friday night. I want to get some more draft and college stuff out this week. But Bengals, Cincinnati Bengals 19, Tennessee Titans 16. A lot of questions for Tennessee. And coming into the uh, this offseason is Ryan Tannehill, the guy. I may do an episode going over teams that have potential quarterback issues and what their solutions could be, whether it's in the draft or free agency. So now that we talked about the Bengals game, we have the other game on Saturday. And a shocker, the San Francisco 49ers upsetting the number one seed Green Bay Packers 13-10 in Lambeau Field. Jimmy Garoppolo not having a great game, but, you know, he won. So we got to give him that. Aaron Rodgers not having really a great game, 20 for 29, 225. He was not much of an impact player. So let's go straight into it. Biggest take, biggest storylines are of this game is that this may be Aaron Rodgers' last game in Lambeau Field. It may be. I, because let's see, the Packers really aren't in salary cap heaven, as I describe it. And Devontae Adams is out of contract. A whole bunch of other stars for in Lambeau are out of contract. Aaron Rodgers literally said himself in, after the interview that he does not want to be a part of a refield, rebuild. We know his relationship with Matt LaFleur and the Packers' upper executives, even though they're owned by the fans, is a little stingy. So that wouldn't surprise me if that forces his way out the door. But that's going to be the biggest takeaway. But yeah, that's the biggest takeaway from this game. I mean, it's all over. Where will Aaron Rodgers end up next? Names like Denver, Washington, Carolina. They're all over the place. I'll go super deep into it. I think I may do a quarterback episode this week just to go over. Maybe maybe I mix in some draft quarterbacks. I'm definitely doing a mock draft tomorrow no matter what. I know I've been saying this for weeks, but mock draft to mock draft for 2022 is coming out tomorrow. Mark your calendars, listen to it. Tell me tell me in the Tell me in the comments. I may upload it to YouTube. I got to get YouTube started up, but articles are coming out to tomorrow too. A whole bunch of content's coming out, so it's going to be a good one. Don't want to miss that. But what the San Francisco 49ers didn't even score an offensive touchdown in this game. You want to know how they scored? Special teams. Special teams. San Francisco's kicking was better. Their punting was better. Their return game was better. Their blocking was better. Because take take a look at the it's the end of the half it's zero to seven. Aaron Rodgers completes a great throw to Aaron Jones, 50, 75 yard pass, and now they're in field goal territory. Green Bay kicks the field goal and Mason Crosby makes it. Mason Crosby could make it ten nothing, and the Packers have all the momentum going in the half. Except it's blocked, and Green Bay has the worst special teams unit in the league, and even Matt Lafleur saying, "I hope they don't screw us over." Well, they learned that they that their special teams does matter and that it's really gonna screw them over because they had 
a blocked field goal, a blocked punt that went for a touchdown, and on the on the game-winning field goal for San Francisco, they only had 10 men on the field to try and block it instead of the normal 11, which they should. So just chaos all over the field for the Packers. I mean, this just – it's a shocker that that – pure talent wasn't able to go go over them and instead of going the constant nfc championship failure route screw it let's just go to nfc divisional round i mean rogers is 11 and 10 in the playoffs and everybody's saying that he's better than brady i've heard i've seen people die hard believers that think he is better than tom brady he is not better than tom brady he may move more talented than tom brady but he is not better than tom brady I don't even know if I'd give Rodgers MVP this year. I mean, depending on Rodgers and Brady, I know it's regular season, but I the postseason does have an impact on it, which is why I want Cooper Cup to win MVP, but more on the Rams later. But for the Niners, they couldn't run the ball. Jimmy couldn't throw the ball. I mean, look at these stats. Elijah Mitchell, 17 for 53. Debo Samuel, 10 for 39. Jimmy had 131 and an interception. I mean, Niners did nothing offensively. But yet at the last... The last drive of the game, they're able to go down and let Robbie Gold kick the game-winning field goal. And the special team screwed over the Packers. The Niners had no business winning this game, and yet they walked into Lambeau and came out with a win. It's unbelievable. I mean, watching this, if you take like take a look at the stats. It's Aaron Jones had 129 receiving yards and nine catches. Devontae Adams had 90 yards. This the the Packers should have won this game. The Packers should have won this game. But they couldn't because their special teams are so bad. And the Niners' defense is so good. The Niners' offense scored six points, two field goals, no touchdowns. And San Francisco's defense and special teams scored seven. Actually, no. Actually, San Francisco's offense scored nothing. Uh, San Francisco's special teams scored all the points with two field goals and a blocked punt touchdown. So special teams really does matter. And honestly, I don't talk about it. I don't talk about it enough. I don't talk about it at all, honestly. And I think it's something that teams really have to start focusing on. And the public, as the NFL fans, really need to start focusing on. Because I know we all go on kickers and punters and long snappers. but And thinking, oh, we can just draft a guy in the seventh round and replace him. No, but when you, when moments like these happen, it's why. Why do you think the Chargers uh, aren't in the playoffs right now? Special teams issues. Also, Brandon Staley is confidence at that last drive. But why do you think the char- – how many missed field goals do you see the Chargers done over the past few years? Cincinnati last year has had a bu- bunch of bad bad special teams experience. That's why they got Evan McPherson. So special teams really needs to be addressed in this league, and it's important. It really is important. Take a look all the way back at week two with the Giants. Jumps off sides, and Washington misses the game-winning field goal, gives them another shot. Special teams got to be better. Giants end up going one one and one if that doesn't happen. Maybe the whole landscape of this NFL season has changed. Doubt it because the Giants are absolutely pathetic in every single way. But I will go more. I need to go into a whole offseason episode, like an hour episode. I want to get Jacob involved, but schedules are tough as a high schooler. But I feel like I'm really beating around the bush as special teams. You guys are probably bored. But the Niners go on to L.A. and play the Rams, who we will talk about right now. and. These two games, holy crap. I mean, these games had everything. I mean, especially Tampa right here. Coming back, Rams are winning 3-27. to That might sound like a familiar scoreline to you for you Tom Brady connoisseurs or just 
classic NFL fans. I mean, sure, you, I'm pretty sure your grandma has probably heard a 28 to three at this point. But it's just Tom, Tom, Tom Brady just wasn't good enough in this game. Sure, he came back at the end, but he had the costly interception. I mean, the Rams really sold this game. T- Tampa played ugly. Tampa was gross. I mean, Leonard Fournette only had 51 yards rushing and two catches. I mean, Mike Evans was real. Mike Evans and Gronk were really carrying this team on offensive, on offense the last few drives. I mean, Mike Evans totally burned Jalen Ramsey. Which, when you burn Jalen Ramsey, that's something to accomplish. That's something to pat yourself on the back for. But the Rams, Stafford, not having any turnovers, but four fumbles, four fumbles by the Rams, unacceptable. Two fumbles by Cam Akers, one fumble by Cooper Cup and a fumble where the center just wasn't paying, center snapped it way too early, Stafford wasn't ready, and it flew back 25 yards, and the Bucks got it. Unacceptable. I mean, this game should have been a blowout. It was a blowout for most of it, but then Tampa comes back, and it seems like the NFL has the greatest scriptwriters of all time. The 45-year-old quarterback comes back and makes it all wonderful and makes the great comeback and wins the Super Bowl against Mahomes. That's really what it felt like if the bucks won this game and, and considering the, the mahomes won last night oh my gosh i felt like it would have been scripted i mean i knew people who were saying it was scripted don't know if i really believe that but you can go how you feel about that but it's just the rams they were the better team on the day even though it was ugly and if they make those mistakes against the niners i don't know if they're able to i don't know if they're going to be able to to be able to walk out with a win so the NFC really interesting this year because we have the four and six seed. We have the four and six seed play, playing. And then the AFC, we got this four and the two seeds. So different, both number one seeds knocked out. And what should have been number two seeds, but we'll go more into the other game later. But the Cooper Cup has been a monster, even though he did have fumble nine for 183 and a touchdown. And Odell Beckham Jr. Just got to give a round of applause to him. Really really just overcoming the terrible era of Cleveland and showing the world that he's a great receiver again. I mean, he's been playing playing out of his mind. Uh, and, you know, even though the end with the Giants was bittersweet, I'm happy for him. You know, he's doing well. You never want to see somebody fail. But he's doing so great. And, you know, maybe, maybe I'd love to see one day he comes back to New York, but I doubt it. But good for him with the Rams. Rams are in the NFC Championship. The Bucks just weren't good enough at all and sure coming back was great and all it made it made this game look a lot better than it really was but again tampa had turnovers too they had an interception they had a fumble it wasn't peachy and first of all why are you running cover zero on with 24 seconds left and the rams have no timeouts listen i get it you get the sack you go to overtime but you left cooper cup one-on-one with a safety and as great as Antoine Winfield Jr. is, he is not the best coverage safety in the NFL, especially against the league's leading, league's best receiver this season. I said this season. I'm not saying he's the number one receiver in the league overall, but he is right now. Number one receiver in the league right now. So, on season-wise, okay? So don't get mad with that. Cam Akers having two fumbles, really unacceptable, but they still put a lot of trust in him. I think he's a great player. Van Jefferson having a decent game, Tyler Higby, and props to uh, Kendall ba- Blanton. Got his first ever touchdown in the playoffs. So great story for him, backup, backup tight end, I believe. But Nick Scott getting an interception. Aaron Donald was uh, 
Aaron Donald's always such a monster on the, on the line. And, you know, it's just we had a had some great games. We This was a great game. It was amazing to watch at the end. But the Rams just were a bit better. And this was an ugly win for both teams. They play like – Rams play like this again. I don't know if they're beating San Francisco. But great win for Matt Stafford. You got to feel great for him. Two, one win away from his first ever – Super Bowl, this will be his first ever NFC Championship. I believe this was his first ever divisional game, too. So, great for the Rams in that regard. And we got one final game left. It's the last. It's the best game. You probably already know what happened. We built Buffalo, Kansas City, 36-42 to the Chiefs. This game had absolutely everything in it. Everything in this game. We had everything. We had everything in this game that you could ever want. Oh my gosh. We ha- Except for turnovers or defense. If your defense or turnovers guy, this is not the game for you. But for 99% of the NFL community, this was the game of the year. Maybe even game of the decade, depending depending on your perspective. I'd probably say Rams-Chiefs is a little, maybe a bit better. But Buffalo, Josh, let's just go over the quarterbacks first because the quarterbacks were incredible. No turnovers. Josh Allen, 27 for 37, 329, and four touchdowns. This dude was electric. Sorry for the sound. Something fell in my room. But he was electric. He was hot fire. He was uh, he was ghost pepper sauce on buffalo wings. That's how good he was yesterday. He was picking apart Kansas City's defense. Patrick Mahomes, three p- – 33 to 44, 378 yards, three touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown for 69 and 69 yards too. He was incredible. These quarterbacks are going to be, these quarterbacks could be Brady versus Manning for the next 10 years, for all we know. I'm not saying it yet. I've seen a lot of people saying it, but I'm not saying it yet because it's one game, well, two playoff games, and one of them was a blowout. So we got to wait here. But Buffalo wanted them to win so bad, but they just, they could not get over. They could not get over. They, they cannot get over. They cannot get over uh, Kansas City, so that's really unfortunate for Buffalo. So they just couldn't. I mean, they had everything. They were winning thirty-six to thirty-three with thirteen seconds left, and that was too much time for Patrick Mahomes, which is crazy. I mean, can't right now. I just probably what I probably said is around thirteen seconds in itself, and that's how long it took. Took Kansas City, I believe, like nine seconds, ten seconds to go down the field, which is crazy. Crazy. I mean, Josh Allen's also running a good game. Devin Singletary, not really um, much of a rushing factor, but Allen was running for his life. I mean, clearly, the offensive line for Buffalo needs a new fancy draft pick or something because it just wasn't good enough. And the defense needs to apologize to him. I mean, Gabriel, da- oh my gosh, Gabriel Davis, eight for 201 and four touchdowns. He was on. Fire, fire, and he was torching up the defense. I know Stephon Diggs only had three for seven, but it's because they were focused double teaming him the whole time, which allowed Davis to get open. But eight for two hundred one and four touchdowns. If you have not seen one of his touchdowns, but he makes a man lose his ankles, watch it, please, for your own eyeballs to enjoy. But Kansas City, Mahomes is—you can't even say Mahomes is a better quarterback. They both are pretty much even. It's just Kansas City's Kansas no defense was really all that good. It's just the the reason Kansas City won this game is because is how good Mahomes is, but also of a coin flip. I mean, if I have a coin here, 
I no, you know, I don't have a coin here, but a coin flip decided who was going to the AFC Championship because whoever get, was getting the ball first was scoring a touchdown. I mean, I think we all knew this, so it was. It's kind of tragic to see with NFL overtime rules that you, whoever scores a touchdown first wins the game. I honestly think both teams should be given the possession no matter what happens to match it, and then you keep going because there's so many different overtime games this could happen. Think of Super Bowl 52. What if Matt Ryan and Julio Jones got the ball one more time? What about 2018 AFC Championship where Chiefs fans were complaining about the rule with the Patriots game? I mean, right here, there's another rule. There's countless overtime rules that are just games that have could have been so much better. And honestly, this game would have ended like 135 to 142 with how much they would have scored. Honestly, I mean, this game was crazy. It had drama. It had action. It had literally everything besides defense. This was literally two offenses going out and just scoring a crazy amount of points. I mean, what? 25 points were scored in the last two minutes alone? I mean, that is that, that, that's insane. That's not possible. I mean, it's just, you got to feel bad for Allen, for Allen and Davis and the whole Buffalo offense. They, tr- they, they played, a, they played a hell of a game. It's just Kansas City. It's just Mahomes and Arrowhead in the playoffs is inevitable. He's like Thanos in, in Infinity War. You're not beating him. He, he becomes Thanos. He was Thanos last year in Endgame when he got pummeled by Brady in the Super Bowl. But, uh, both of these offensive lines not really having that great. I mean, Kansas City really improved their offensive line. Creed Humphrey, Orlando Brown Jr., Joe Thune, just to be Trey Smith, four new starters who have all just come in and been beautiful, especially Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith. Rookies have been fantastic. So great here. Tyreek Hill, 11 for 115, a touchdown. Kelsey, 8 for 96, and a touchdown. Byron Pringle getting a touchdown. Jarek McKinnon's really becoming a great offensive weapon for this squad. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire having a decent running game, even though who knows really what his future in Kansas City is. But great game overall. I mean, this is game of the year. This is game of the year material right here. So we had a fantastic game. So uh, that's really it. We have Bengals versus Chiefs and Rams hosting the 49ers for our championship games. There's only three games of football left. Let's enjoy it because we got to wait all the way to August to get... Actually, no, there is the USFL, so I may cover that just for kicks, just to give us something to talk about. Even though transfer portal updates, NFL free agency, the draft, preseason will keep everyone entertained for quite a while. So I'm your host, Connor Pierce. Thank you for listening, and I know it's a bit of a longer episode than I usually like to do, but I feel like I really had to go into these games super depth. And I hope you have a great day. Listen to this. Hopefully you listen to this tonight. Tonight, if not, hang out. Go on the bus. Go on tomorrow morning. Walk around. Hang out. Share this with a friend. And thanks for watching. Enjoy.